Joining me today is Anthony Fauci's worst nightmare, as well as the senator from the great state of Kentucky, Senator Rand Paul. Welcome back to the Rubin Report. Thanks for having me. Glad to be with I, you. I know we're tight on time here, so we're only going to knock out two topics. We're going to talk Fauci and inflation. Everyone's seen some of the brouhaha's between you guys. Where, where are you at with Fauci and mandates and, and trust in science and all of it at this point? Well, I think the biggest problem is that he has a casual disregard for individual liberty, but he also has a casual disregard for the science as well. You add those together and it's sort of a recipe for authoritarianism. And that's basically what he is, is an authoritarian. So lately, the biggest beef I have with him, or really the biggest beef, is over natural immunity. His pushing to force children to be vaccinated is based on his assumption that natural immunity doesn't count. And when you ask him about it, as CNN asked him once in the last month, they said, what about natural immunity? He says, oh, that would be interesting. Wow, we should look into that. As if the, the subject had never crossed his mind. But that's just one more lie in a list of lies. He obviously knows about natural immunity. In fact, when they do the studies on children for vaccines, they exclude children who've already had COVID. That's why we don't know whether it's safe for kids who have already had COVID because they're not in the studies why does he exclude them from the studies? Because they've got natural immunity and they would confound the study. So he's dishonest at every level. So between natural immunity, the origins of the virus, the mask wearing, at every step of the way, I think he's been dishonest to people, mainly because he believes in the bigger truth, the collective truth. He believes that it's okay to lie to the people because the people are ignorant and need to be told what to do by an authority like himself. And uh, basically that's a recipe for authoritarianism. So as more and more of the stuff that you've been talking about for a year with Fauci comes out, do you think he will ever pay a price politically or have to step down or anything? I mean, I think one of the reasons people are so frustrated is they see that these people lie constantly, they get caught in the lies and nothing ever happens to them. Well, the interesting thing is, is history, his name is tarnished in history and his reputation is tarnished. I would say his reputation is in tatters. Now, the left-wing media still likes him and treats him with kid gloves. But if you actually look at the numbers, probably when he first came out in March of that year and he sounded like a reasonable scientist, probably 95% of people trusted him. We've polled it in our state, less than half the people trust him. Less than half of people in Kentucky actually trust what he's saying. So that he's come down quite a bit here. He's still a menace, though. He's still a menace to individual liberty every day. Because if you've seen, he even gets out in front of the Biden administration now saying, well, I don't know what they're going to do, but I would ban travel. But see, none of it's based on science, because now we know that those who have been vaccinated can catch it and can transmit it. So to punish the unvaccinated because somehow they're the danger when everybody's at risk for this, frankly. Everybody's at risk for catching it. Everybody's at risk for passing it. But frankly, only certain segments of the population are at risk for being hospitalized and dying from this. For the most part, those who are younger are not at risk. And one of the biggest things I've been pushing back with lately is that the whole country of Sweden, 1.8 million children have not worn masks at all in the last year, zero deaths, and among teachers, the same amount of illness as the rest of the public. So no increased illness for teachers and zero deaths among children wearing no masks. Why don't we look at the science? How elated were you when we got this court order that the mandate for companies with, uh, is, was it 100 or 1,000 employees? I think 100, 100 employees. 100 employees, 100, yep. 
that, that this is basically on pause, at least for now, partly because of a lawsuit involving the Daily Wire uh, led by my friend Harmeet Dillon. I mean, we got some good news this week. It's rare, but we got some good news. Absolutely. The Fifth Circuit's put a stay on it, which is important. No one has to adhere to it. When January 4th comes with the stay on it, OSHA will not enforce it. So every small business person listening to this, you do not have to adhere to it until the court rules again. They've consolidated the cases and it's going to the Sixth Circuit, which is in Cincinnati, has many Kentucky judges that uh, have been appointed uh, in recent years under the Trump administration by Republican Congress. We think that we will get a fair hearing in the Sixth Court. Our hope is that it goes all the way to the Supreme Court and they nullify this thing. The interesting irony of this is it may be that the Obamacare ruling is the precedent for making this unconstitutional. You remember with Obamacare, they said you can't force people to buy insurance under the Commerce Clause, but then they twisted and themselves into a pretzel and said, oh, but you can do it under the Taxation Clause. OSHA and the mandate are under the Commerce Clause. So it may well be that the precedent of saying Obamacare was unconstitutional under the Commerce Clause may be why they strike this vaccine mandate as also being unconstitutional. So one more thing on this and then we'll move to inflation. Are the courts sort of your last hope at this point that our executive branch obviously right now is completely out of control? The legislative branch seems either completely broken or unable to really do anything or completely ignored. Are the courts the, the hope? Is that what we should all be pinning our hope on? This should show people the danger of handing the entire government over to the Democrats because they've got the presidency, both houses of Congress. And so, yeah, our only hope is in the courts or holding them off until 2022. But I will say that people shouldn't get discouraged. Moral outrage on the internet, on your program, you don't ever get outraged, do you? Well, let's say you do on occasion. Once in a blue moon. But the thing is, is moral outrage is having some influence on Democrats. When people got really angry about people looking at their check accounts, if $600 went through, guess what? They pulled that from the bill. People right now are hopping mad about $450,000 being given to immigrant families that came across and were separated. People think that's insane. And my guess is they will eventually pull back on that. On the mandate, well, opinions are mixed in the country on vaccines, on mandating it and taking someone's job if they don't adhere to the mandate, only 14% of America supports that. So we're getting ready to have a vote. We're forcing, it's called a privileged vote on repealing this law in Congress. We got all 50 Republicans in the Senate to sign on to it now. So what's gonna happen is there's going to be a lot of outrage. I mean, the biggest economic damage from this rule will happen in West Virginia. We had an economist crunch the numbers and because West Virginia has a high number of unvaccinated folks, and a high number of employers that have over 100, they will be economically hurt worse than any country, any other state in the union. Maybe that'll influence. If we get another Democrat, we then defeat the regulation. Unfortunately, Biden will veto it, but it'll look awful if the majority of Congress actually votes to veto his rule and then he has to overrule it. All right, so let's shift to inflation for the remaining time. Uh, You know, if you listen to Jen Psaki and Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg, the reason that we can't get things uh, you know, in stores and that everything is slow right now and it takes six months to get a couch and money doesn't seem to have the value is because we're all buying so much stuff that they just can't make it fast enough. That seems to be the meme that they're putting out. I sense you don't agree with that meme. <laughs> well, I'm afraid this is an indictment of our school system. These people have complete <laughs> and utter ignorance. Yeah. Uh, we borrowed nearly $4 trillion last year and we have inflation this year of 6%. That's what it's from, borrowing money, and then the Federal Reserve prints money, more money in circulation, bids prices up, the money loses its value per unit. 
if there, there's no clearer explanation than that. There's no way they can, but what is their response? Oh, we need to borrow more money. It has nothing to do with borrowing money. So uh, this is a real problem, but I don't think you can fool all the people all the time. Frankly, people go to the grocery store, and I think they are sensing that there is some culpability, if not complete culpability, with the Biden administration. So we'll see what happens, but I think people are turning sour. The victory in, in Virginia and the near victory in New Jersey, this shows a wave of discontent that is rising up. And, you know, Biden basically lied to the American people. He was going to be a unifier. He was going to be a moderate. He was going to work with uh, Republicans. They're pushing forward thing for which there is no Republican support, zero Republican support. So I think what you're going to find is the, the electorate's going to be very, very upset by 2022, and there's going to be a big reversal. Senator, I just want to understand this, and I've got pen and paper here. Are you telling me that $3.5 trillion does not equal zero? <laughs> There's a little bit of problem with the math there. I've heard of new math, and I know in California they add up things differently. But yeah, 3.5 trillion is 3.5 trillion. That's what it'll cost. And if they take that money out of the economy through taxes, that's 3.5 trillion that was being used usefully and voted on by the consumer, and you put it into politicians' wish list, and it'll be used less effectively. Or if you borrow it, you create inflation. Either way, it's not a good idea. And to tie it all together, I'm fairly certain that Anthony Fauci is the highest paid person in the federal government, right? Over 420 grand, if I'm not mistaken. So they're definitely making yep. some mistakes. Senator, We're hoping I, to put him into retirement soon. Yeah, We're gonna exactly. retire him very soon. Absolutely. Senator, always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.